0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 105 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: And Joe, we are a good amount into the offseason now, Um, and we have some juice here. We, We finally got some good news here. Last week, three agencies started. I think people were expecting a lot more news last week. There wasn't that much. There was some. Uh, lots of rumors, though. But this week, I think we're getting we're getting real spicy with it. Um, it's start. It's th- things are starting to go crazy. And uh, I'm so sorry for making you record today, Joe, because um, obviously the Philadelphia Fusion have not had the best day today.
1: Yeah, certainly the fans haven't. Uh, and yeah, talking about the uh, talking about the pace of this off season news. Um, just looking at the calendar, today's obviously the 11th of November of november that we're recording um and of course the 13th is when all these team options expire um for players who had contracts with the team options so uh uh, you you know if lots of those go out um, and those players head out into free agency properly i mean that's going to be another uh, another big spike in in news i would think
0: yeah um we, we should definitely begin some more news coming in soon i would expect um so, I, but let's let's just go over the stuff we've got. This might be a shorter episode. We don't have any anything to talk about but the news. But uh, we just wanted to keep you updated on everything that's happening. The first thing to headline our our little document here is very important. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, uh, if you didn't know, someone made in the competitive Overwatch subreddit. Someone made a uh, shit post, a, a copy pasta of some sorts. Um, basically, uh, this. I'll, I'll read it to you. <laughs> title is is it legal for players to kiss as a strategy it's an off-season question but I'm serious let's say that it's finals map 5 in crunch time if super starts kissing Choi not a single defender will be watching the point leaving striker open for an easy team kill would super and Choi be called for a technical or would the kills count the rules say technical files relate to unsportsmanlike behavior but I don't see how this is unsportsmanlike it's just the most uncharacteristic thing ever what say you guys um which basically this is a uh reference to a post on the NBA subreddit uh for like from like 4 or 5 years ago or something um but John Specter on Twitter basically replied to it um saying <laughs> saying um for the record I believe this would be a legal move in the overall in an Overwatch League match kissing is not unsportsmanlike so <laughs> there you go a bunch of the teams replied to the tweet uh valiant said um at packing 10 of course their coach are we taking notes here uh so i hope we do see this next year even though uh, obviously the other team doesn't get to see the your webcam so i don't think it's really gonna be a viable strategy
1: you've heard of the great bamboozle (laughs) get ready for Whatever we're gonna call that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait till Super and Choi start kissing, leaving the point wide open for Striker. Um, I love it. <laughs> I do. I do like this. This post in general is just amazing. Uh, even the original NBA post. Like, I, I. I truly wonder if players should just start doing this as a strategy. But um, yeah, that was a, a very um very fun post to see last week we went over some experimental patch notes uh joe did of course the patch man and um those went through any any differences in the changes we talked about
1: um I'm trying to think because i think there was one uh but i don't know that i could tell you which one it was at this point um yeah I um, but Maybe, um but yeah it what? has been live now for almost two weeks uh, where baptiste's primary and secondary fire got changed a little bit um, a little bit more healing at a slower rate of fire and less damage at a quicker rate of fire. Uh, oh okay. yeah, it was his ultimate. The the window was bigger on the experimental card, um, but they had to rework the animation and stuff with that, and so that hasn't been put live yet. But okay. uh, everything else went through. So yeah. Greg now has 225 health, increase up to 225, and uh, reduced reload time. Uh, may regains ammo while in ice block and the wall has a slightly lower cooldown and uh symmetra uh symmetra up to 225 health and widow down to 175 is basically all that was so and and that's been up for almost two weeks now so
0: yeah so if you didn't know (laughs) and you've been playing yeah um you, you missed it but yeah um that's nice I, I would expect that BAP change to come eventually. It's just an animation thing. It, do, it still does the animation for the little window, which looked very weird. So, um, But we also talked on the last episode, I think, about Contender skins and get, getting um, Contender's rewards for watching Contenders each month. Um, and this month's uh, new Contender skin heroes are Torbjorn and Lucio. So if you're a Torb or Lucio main and you want that sick, sick Contender skin... Um, go watch and get some contenders. Uh, I think I think some of the best contenders are already. I don't know how much contenders is left this month, but uh, like Korean contenders finals was at the beginning of this month. I'm pretty sure, so you already missed that. But um, yeah,
1: I know NA and EU was playing too. Um, yeah. Um, but I guess um, let me triple check dates here. Yeah, Gauntlet isn't December, which we'll talk about, but.
0: Yeah, that'll be, I feel like, the most obvious way to um, to uh, earn some skins. December, the month of December looks really good for contender stuff. The gauntlet, of course, super fun last year, the first year they did it. Going to be fun again this year. Um, and I think actually, now looking at it, there are a couple days where North America and Europe will be playing open bracket qualifiers for it. So if you care about the very beginning of the gauntlet tournament, then I guess you'll you'll be able to earn it through that. But I, I think anyway, there there's still contenders action going on right now. So, um, but let's just get into the team changes, the player pickups, stuff like that. Um, this we'll start with good news for Philly, Joe, uh, which uh, obviously didn't happen today. I think this happened last week, right? Uh, but Mono Mono to Philly, of course. New York Excelsior main tank for these first three years of the of the Overwatch League all three uh, New York has let him go I, I think he's consistently been one of the best main takes honestly uh, especially especially in the early going but he will now be on the Philadelphia Fusion which of course begged the question what are they going to do with Sato which um, we will answer later but <laughs> uh, Joe is a Philly fan how excited are you to have mono on the Philly Fusion?
1: Um yeah, so I mean we can't really uh talk about this story without the rest of it. Might as well go by (laughs) team here. Um and say, yeah, so this was like the second of November that they announced this, um uh pick it up mono. But then just this afternoon here on the eleventh, um uh Philly announced that they're dropping uh now Sado, uh their other their other main tank on the roster, um, in addition to Fury and Ivy. Um but, uh, but yeah. So it, in that context, um, it's an even weirder decision, in my opinion, um, because yeah, nobody's gonna deny that Mono um, is a super good player. Um, the you know has been and, and will continue to be, I'm sure. But uh, it, it is it is a really interesting choice um, to to go. Um, away from Sato uh, I think honestly in into mono which um you know is a testament to his performance in season two in season three um that um you, you know that now here by the end of season three we're saying you know why did why did Philly draw Sato for mono maybe that was a bad decision i mean that's um <laughs> that's a, a giant compliment there but uh but yeah, it's, it's, I think bad decision maybe um a little over exaggerated but at the same time i i don't know that um um uh, J- J- jump here is necessarily like you, you know guaranteed every situation and upgrade um which um <laughs> you know might be a hot take i don't know I, I don't think it really is based on other things that i've seen online but um uh, uh but, but it is definitely a decision that's um will uh, definitely require some context i think um uh, i'm sure philly isn't done uh with their roster because i think they've only got um seven players on it now currently um but um (laughs) and uh even with the tank line they're left with now you know you drop fury um and right now you're, you're looking at poco and mono um for for your tank line and, and no offense to the frenchman but um this is you're not going to do poco it <laughs> as a tank line I, I don't think if you're for the philadelphia fusion um and you know maybe maybe 9k is biased coming from from paris eternal i don't know but <laughs> um, <laughs> um um anyway I, I don't know so yeah kind of a weird decision i think i think we're sort of reporting on this in the middle of in the middle of the transition where um you know once they once they announce some roster additions it may make um a little bit more sense um but yeah definitely sad to see sargo i'm i'm very convinced that uh yeah, he won't be absent from the league uh, I, I mean you know how can he <laughs> you know uh third or fourth place team um I guess probably fourth place technically. Uh, <laughs> sad face. Uh, f- fourth place team, season three. Uh, Top tier main tank. I mean, you know, he's he's gonna he's gonna go somewhere, but uh, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 been an interesting afternoon. That much is very true.
0: Yeah, I, personally, when I. Personally Sato didn't surprise me that much, and maybe I'm stupid and um, for thinking Mono is like I'm looking at the Twitter Reddit reaction and everyone's surprised by it, and I'm like, oh really? Like once they picked up Mono to me, I felt like Sato was a little bit worse than Mono, at, at least. Um, I think Sato has had higher highs the past couple seasons than Mono. I think I think that's for sure. But I haven't seen as much consistency out of Sato that I have out of Mono. Um I think mono's more a more exciting player in season one than he has been these past two years, but I still think he's been super consistent for the for the New York Excelsior. Um, I think if Sato Sato's just been a roller coaster ride for me as a viewer. I think at times he's looked really good at other times he's been fine um and it kind of just goes all over the place. Um, whereas I feel like mono has just been more consistent overall. So I personally think Mono is a little better. I think they're super close, though. I I think Sato easily gets signed, easily. The one I'm more upset about is Fury, to be honest, because I think Mono Fury would have been a fantastic tank duo, um, just Sorry one true. of the best, one of the best in the league. Uh, but Poco's good. He's not. He's not as good as Fury. I think he's more situational. That I. I hope everyone's everyone right now. Obviously, this deserves a big overreaction because they had Fury already. They should have kept him, in my opinion. But yeah, really, I, I really think that they're going to sign someone else. I I don't think they're going to go Poco as their starter here. I think they should be signing someone else, whether it's a big name or just a contender's player. We'll see what happens. But what we'll like Fury there, and then Ivy is also a ivy was also a pretty big part of this team too so yeah all three of those players are just yeah that is heart dropping i could see that if you're a fusion fan as someone who enjoys watching fusion i i think fury ivy hurt me i think sato maybe would have been nice to keep and see how mono does and then decide if they if they still need sato before they decide to go all in on mono here Um, but I imagine Mono cost a lot of money. Um, so they're cutting, cutting some money here. (laughs) They, they, they spent a lot on Mono, I'm guessing, so. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, we'll see what Philadelphia does. I don't think the offseason's over for them. I, they, they've got to pick up some more players here. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to see what happens. Um, but speaking of New York Excelsior, um, who lost Mono here? They also lost um, Mandu. I think that was last week as well. Yeah, that was eight days ago now. Yeah, um, I think so. so they're they're down to four players here. So they've we've we've got some pickups to make here. Um, of course, he was he was a support alongside Jonak and Animo. Uh, so. Uh, we'll see what happens um, I've heard some people kind of worry they've been, New York Excelsior has been dumping a lot of Jonak content recently so I've heard some people um, kind of worried that that means they're going to drop Jonak because they're just unloading all the content that they have before they drop them so we'll see what happens here but they're down to four, I'm kind of getting worried <laughs> um, we'll, we'll see, Hopefully, hopefully we get some good news from New York soon um yeah.
1: Yeah, we when we were talking about Fury there for a second, I uh uh before the show I was going through our, our Twitter feed and I saw a nice one from McGravy. Um um in response to the announcement of, of Philly dropping Fury. He made some comment like, you know, how am I ever gonna get a job with this guy on the market? Um, <laughs> <laughs> just because yeah, I don't I don't I don't know how long he's gonna last there as a free agent, but uh surely not long would be my thinking.
0: Yeah. Um definitely not. I saw all three of those players I think are going somewhere very soon. Um Let's see. Next one hits close to home. Jerry um was dropped by Boston and then no uh, maybe like 4 or 5 days later was picked up by Washington. Um I I highly recommend going to the Boston Uprising Twitter. I made uh, our goodbye video for Jerry and I shed a tear as I did it. Um yeah, super fun guy. So um, and, and a great player obviously um yeah as far as as far as this goes obviously this is gonna hurt boston a little bit uh but i i, I would imagine they're they're definitely um gonna need to find some um, more dps to go alongside Colx they're down to only four players on their team if you don't include axiom we don't know what is happening with axiom uh and yeah and as far as washington goes they've They've got another great player here. I mean, Washington continues to just pick up some scraps from teams that shouldn't, maybe shouldn't have been scraps. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, now they got they still have Stitch technically, Stitch to K Jerry. So, and Tuba. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see who stays. I, I know Stitch and Tuba are still up in the air. I think I don't know about Tuba, but I know Stitch is still up in the air. So we'll see what happens to K. Resigned. They add Jerry. I'd be very happy if I were a Washington fan right now. Um, how about you, Joe? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I think um Washington, uh, I'm trying to remember I think maybe two weeks ago we talked about, you know, uh, or I, I sort of was talking about it in, in the context of uh, you know, teams having success in this off season. I think yeah, Washington's definitely a highlight here. Um that um yeah, I mean, Decay and Jerry is going to be fearsome if they're able to pull that out. Um, you know, I know they they paid through the teeth um, for Decay. Is the assumption? Um, um, it, I hope it was a little bit more than uh, uh, picking up leftovers for for Jerry, like you kind of <laughs> said. Um, but, uh, uh, but, but yeah, Washington is is definitely uh, uh, definitely going to be a team to watch this whole season because yeah, they're. You know, one support two tanks four dps currently uh maybe maybe even less than that so they're they're not done but um i'm really looking forward to to seeing uh mag step into this um obviously it's the main tank uh, signed a couple weeks ago but uh but yeah washington's doing super nice
0: oh yeah um washington obviously very impressive there in the playoffs so all eyes on them. But this is the same exact situation we had last year, right, Joe? Like, that has to worry Washington. Washington fans can't get too confident here because literally the Washington Justice did the same exact thing at the end of Season 2 and then ended up sucking again. So we'll see what happens. Um, but as far as uh, our next announcement, um, it looks like Beast is returning to the... Uh, Toronto Defiant, which is good. I I can't remember, but I think they just have no players. Um no Logic and Beast, Logics and Beast. That's those are there too. So um, I think yeah, I think this, this is what Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, I, I still think this is a good keep. I think Beast is good. So of course, formerly Beast Halo, if you didn't know. So I, I think both Logic and Beast are great. Obviously, you got some people they're dropping here that I think are really good, like Kareev. Uh, but yeah two two player roster here exciting stuff we gotta get some more announcements soon right <laughs> like some of these teams have <laughs> no players on their team
1: yeah um and and teams like um uh teams like florida for example we haven't even really heard much from at all um uh, mm-hmm. um and and anticipate doing so because yeah we there are definitely rumors going around uh <laughs> i guess we haven't talked much about rumors in the past but uh um anyway but yeah there's a lot of a lot of stuff that's going on um, yeah there was something else oh and uh, yeah coach KDG uh, obviously now here with Toronto mm-hmm. from the Philadelphia Fusion uh, yeah maybe just there's... in terms of with the, with the small roster you know he's got lots of room to uh, lots of room to experiment as far as that goes
0: maybe that's a um, top team top prospect here for those players Philly just dropped um, maybe they're a fan of KDG Extreme and they'll head on over to Toronto because of it. So we'll see. Uh, I know some people are speculating be, that.
1: Be, yeah, B still get uh, benched by Sato.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> um Besides that, Arc oh, Ar- retired from Washington as well, um, which, yeah, I think, I think he was a great vocal leader for the team, obviously, um, but I think he was definitely a weak point last year. So... Yeah, I i love Ark. He's great. Great guy. But uh yeah, I, I think that's probably the right move. Um right there. Um Dallas making more pickups. Dallas is the one team that is just making moves immediately. Um and the Shanghai Dragons traded him traded Fearless over to Dallas. Um, and they have like, I like their, so they, they traded fearless and then they had like a little Q and a post on Twitter here. Um, yeah, basically, basically answering why they traded fearless just to, and like answering questions like, is this team going full budget stuff like that? Um, and they immediately dispelled all that. They said they are not going low budget. They are absolutely not going low budget. Um, and they this basically they decided to trade fearless I, I don't know it was unplanned they weren't planning to trade fearless and then apparently they got a deal good enough that they said yeah we'll we'll trade fearless so yeah, and, I,
1: and that fearless was into it too as i understand yeah. yeah yeah
0: so dallas must be throwing around that that big money this this off season. <laughs> oh yeah um here let me let me pull up this roster to give everyone an update as to where dallas is officially
1: it's it's scary looking
0: <laughs> yeah well i guess i might as well before i say the whole roster they also picked up just Je- jexay from um from houston outlaws of course which is yeah uh this is just full i believe fearless was on, on element mystic as well at one point actually so like this is just full element mystic almost um at this point they they're legit just Fully saying all the. I don't even know if a lot of these players. I know some of these players played together, but I think a lot of them were at Element Mystic at a, a lot of different times. I think Fielder's the only one that wasn't on it. And now you got just the Element Mystic alum on this team Doha, Sparkle, Hanbin, Fielder, Repel, Fearless, Jexie. Is their team right now. And it's a nice little reunion here for Dallas. I I think they are enjoying these. I think the fans are loving the players. I think I see them all questioning in, being like, how is Dallas going to screw this one up? Um, (laughs) Which is true. It's absolutely fair because there has been hype around the Dallas teams almost every year and the players that they have. Um, Of course, they had decay and that didn't work out. So, like, we'll, we'll see what happens here, but. Uh, if not if, if it's smooth sailing i think dallas has got a very good shot to be a top five team here next year joe this is looking good um uh, but yeah they got seven players i i honestly would expect more keep them coming yeah. dallas
1: i mean if you're yeah if you're spending this kind of money why not uh <laughs> why not uh add to the pile
0: yeah, it seems like, and like you, you've you mentioned on shows past, they've got some champions in other esports. It seems like maybe they're using that prize money on the Dallas yeah. Fuel. <laughs>
1: Investing uh, in the Overwatch roster.
0: Yeah, uh, which, that's great. Hey, that's great. Uh, because And it's good when the Dallas Fuel is doing well, because I think that's one of the biggest fan bases in the Overwatch League in general, even though they have never done significantly well. So... That'd be exciting, probably pulling a lot more viewers for the playoffs and stuff like that if you had a, a big market team like that. It's true. Um, but next on the list is another team out west, the L.A. Gladiators, um, who made two pickups. I thought they were going to announce another pickup today because they were going like day by day here, but they didn't. There are a lot of rumors out there right now for this team that you can look up. Um And one of them might involve Moth, which is insane, um, which is a great signing, especially when one of these signings about to mention is Shoe. A Shoe-Moth support line would be fantastic. It's not confirmed yet. Um, And the reason why me and Joe don't talk about rumors that much on this show is because of this other man they signed, Muse Tank. Uh, The tank they just signed was completely rumored to go to the Florida Mayhem for days. And then the Gladiators picked them up. And everyone was like, "What? Um, he was supposed to go to the mayhem, but he went to the gladiators." Uh, just turned eighteen in September. Uh, he was he was on um, he was on a loan from Paris Eternal Academy with uh, WGS Phoenix doing an MS. So he he's been all over contenders. He's a main tank, and he's one of the highest sought out. Um, young contenders players and the LA Gladys ended up getting them, I guess, instead of the Florida mayhem. I don't know if there's any credibility to the rumors, but um, yeah, um, Muse shoe and choose Shu a great pickup for them as well to replace their um, replace big goose and Shaz at support. I think shoe is a great start. And if the moth rumors are true, that's going to be nuts. Um, it's looking like Gladiators are going to join the Dallas Fuel on a team that wants to spend big this offseason. Uh, what do you think of these two pickups, Joe?
1: Excuse me. Yeah, it's uh, – I mean, for a team that, uh, uh, you know, dropped uh, Big Goose and Shaz uh, to, to, to revamp their sport line, I mean, that's, that's certainly big shoes to fill, uh, no pun intended. Uh, bringing in Shu on the on the support line. But um uh but but yeah, you know, definitely definitely a, a good addition, I think. Um, you know, we've definitely seen um the success he was able to bring to uh the LA Gladiators, um, as, or the uh Guangzhou Charge is the team that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and yeah, so then hopefully then having um, a similar effect on the LA Gladiators. Um, you know, however they um uh, continue to build this roster because um we're sort of sort of kind of in limbo right now uh, just, just in terms of uh, where lots of other teams have gone you know exclusively korean or um, um or or that kind of thing we don't exactly know how this is gonna turn out but um but yeah lots <laughs> lots more uh, lots more stuff to come for the Gladiators for sure um uh and yeah with well yeah it's sort of transitioned, i guess into the next thing is what i was thinking in my but um yeah shu coming from from guangzhou charge um uh, uh also got uh, replaced pretty well i would say <laughs> yeah. uh, as far as that roster goes um which it was yeah that they they just i think just today um uh, announced that uh, they're signing Kariv uh formerly most recently of the toronto defiant um but yeah and so yeah if you if you were going to replace shu on that flex support role i think that's uh definitely a good choice as far as that goes um also dropping nero and happy which are perhaps more surprising but
0: um, yeah yeah uh, i mean it it's good it's good two days after Guangzhou drops shu nero and happy who i think are like three of their most important pieces they um pick up creve which is a good sign to the guangzhou fans like okay they're not like this isn't low budget clearly they they went out they grabbed someone who if is not is if not equal to shu probably better talent wise than shu so that's great um that's absolutely great and i'm excited to see creve possibly on a good team again because i think I think we just didn't, like, I, we legit didn't hear anything about this guy for the entirety of last year just because he was on Toronto. I think he had just, I, I think he was on a bad team, and it just weighed him down. Like, I don't think he could pop off as much as he was on the L.A. Valiant, which is unfortunately really. very unfortunate, because it was just so, excited, so exciting to watch L.A. Valiant, uh Karev, at the end of Season 2. He was so good. Uh, So I hope I hope we get some more pop off moments this year. Hopefully, he'll be in a better position to do so. Yeah, as far as Nero and Happy Happy Go, I think I mentioned on this on this podcast uh, a couple weeks ago that I I was hoping they'd try to keep at least one of those two. But yeah, they ended up not doing it. I think Nero, I think Nero. We we hope to see Nero in an on on an NA team uh, this time around because I, I think we didn't get to see his full potential just because of how often he was having to get visas and sit out because he couldn't be with the team. Um, I, I think he's a really flexible, talented player that should find a new home. And I think Happy maybe was a little bit overhyped going into his first year in the league, and that ended up making him a disappointment because of that. But um, I think he was super consistent. Like I think everyone expected Happy to be like, an mvp caliber top dps player because of how good his widow is and it turned out his widow was good but it wasn't the best so um i think i think some overhype there for Appy, i still think is a super consistent hitscan dps and he'll find a place so that leaves Guangzhou with just eileen as far as dps goes um they also have rio and krong and of course they just added kareev so they got four uh, I once again, I fully expect a lot of signings to be announced soon because a lot of these teams are bare bones. I, I today on Twitter, someone asked Dante if there were going to be if there were going to be signings, and then Dante replied like, "Nah, we're just going to roll with two players on our team this year." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I thought that was hilarious, but yeah, I expect to see signings hopefully soon. Uh, but that's yeah that that's all of the signings um, since our last episode. Um, if there are a lot more before next episode, we'll see. But some pretty big ones there, and the off season rolls on. We'll see. We'll see where all these. Um, I, I'm excited to see where these Philly players go. I'm excited to see where some of these Guangzhou players go. Uh, excited to see what New York does with their roster. Um, yeah, should be should be uh, an exciting off season going forward uh joe you got anything else to say about these players before we get into the gauntlet
1: uh yeah i don't think so i mean um other than yeah alluding to all the, all the rumors bouncing around some sound uh super interesting but uh, uh the, the, yeah lots of these teams um uh you know whether they've found their own direction internally but trying to uh trying to determine exactly what it might be um and letting us letting us into it it's super exciting
0: yep um and yeah we still i've obviously we still got like some sh- some shock players like we mentioned moth rascal as well uh yeah there i feel like there are some big ones coming soon uh but besides that we mentioned earlier contenders gauntlets happening in december and they announced the details um it's obviously online this year uh, i think last year the finals were in person weren't they yeah um. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically it's going to be running, running through December group stage. They're going to have group stages knockout stages um, f- to decide who, who wins. Basically uh, they split up the format into the different regions, South America, Asia, North America, and Europe. Um, it's on overwatchleague.com. This whole format um and yeah i mean asia of course includes the chinese contenders teams korea contenders teams australian contenders teams and pacific contenders teams um and yeah it's it's gonna be so north america and europe are competing with each other much like all those asian contenders teams are competing with each other um but yeah, it's it it's gonna be a big one too. Like the open bracket qualifiers for North America and Europe start off as a two hundred and fifty six team single elimination format. So um and then the top four teams will advance to the knockout stage. Um I'm guessing joining eight joining eight other teams that already are in contenders. So yeah, it's it's going to be fun. I I think they are. Um, so basically there, there's no NA and EU playing Asian teams at all or South American teams playing other teams. Basically they're all just going to be competing within their continents. So, yep. And that makes, makes sense because it's all online and you don't want there to be ping issues.
1: Yeah. So in that sense, it's a little less gauntlet and more just a bunch of regional tournaments that we're having, (laughs) but, Uh um, but at the same time yeah we do have some sort of cross contenders region play so that's um, uh, so yeah so that that's a cool thing to see. Uh, and yeah, mostly in December, uh, I think the earliest matches are these open bracket qualifiers uh, starting November 28th. Uh, so thats that's a thing to look at for sure but uh, uh, but yeah, it's a super interesting and um, but the importance here as far as I'm concerned is just good that um, it's happening at all Um, Mm -hmm. because it's definitely something you want to, you know, have the uh, like consistency of doing every year so that um, so that it can grow. But I mean, you know, this year out of any of them, it would have been really easy to just drop that. But
0: yep. Yeah. It'll be more interesting this year, too, because last year they did it purposely before the free agent window uh, just to like show off these players for teams trying to sign players. Uh, But now this time it's going to be after it or in the midst of it. So a lot of these contender teams are probably going to be losing their players are going to have to scramble before the gauntlet to figure out what their starting lineup is going to be. But uh, it should be should be interesting nonetheless. Um, And I'm glad it's happening in general. Contenders needs a big event like this every year for sure for it to continue to thrive. Uh, I don't care when it is or where or how uh i think this will be good and fun and entertaining at least we get some i'm glad we get north america to face off against europe that's always a great rivalry and um seeing all the asian teams compete is going to be fun too so uh I, i'm i'm rooting for australia as i always do they're the always the dark horse and the underdog so uh we'll see we'll see how they do uh but yeah
1: somebody like Custa.
0: Yep, basically. They <laughs> should they should uh, recruit Custa. Custa should play in the gauntlet.
1: Bring, bring Musog back from Fortnite.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It's needed. Um, but yeah, Joe, this is a shorter episode, of course. These episodes are probably going to be shorter here in the off season. We just wanted to get a quick news dump in here, update all the listeners on uh, what's been happening in the off season so far. Because, of course, uh, we're the
1: only source of news that anybody... Yeah. No <laughs> <Anybody> one <uses. laughs>
0: Yeah, there's no such thing as Twitter or anything else or Reddit. It's just our podcast. Um, but yeah, thank you all for for listening. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow me at J W George I V on Twitter. You can follow Joe. His Twitter is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. Our show's Twitter is at On the Flank Show. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in another way, you can go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Play. Thank you guys for listening and enjoy another spicy week of the off season.